detaching yourself from the outcome and from the situation is the best scenario to help you actually perform and be most effective in that said situation. How do you lead an organization and the people in it? My name is Desi Mayer and I've been doing both of these for over 15 years. Now it's time for me to give back and help leaders across the country. In this podcast, I share the lessons that I've learned from competing at the highest of levels in sports and small business. Buckle up, it's time to lead. What's up all my leadership warriors? This is Desi here, your host of the Lead Podcast. And we're going to dive in today because we appreciate you. We know you're in the trenches and we want to help. So today we're going to hone in on rule number three of leadership, which is prioritize and execute. But before that, let's go back and let's talk about the way that we view leadership. So leadership is a competitive game. There are winners and there are losers. The only way to win is to lead with, yes, absolute accountability. What is absolute accountability? What are absolute accountability leadership principles? Well, absolute accountability means that you must commit, own, and be accountable to everything and everyone in your world that affects the mission. We're talking all the wins, all the losses, all the problems, and all the solutions. You need to lead up, down, and across the chain of command. And you must be accountable to, number one, yourself, number two, your mission, and number three, your team. And the way that we view this is that winning teams follow a set of rules. There are rules to the game of leadership. We have six rules that we follow to set you up for victory. There are also mindsets. We need mindsets. When we've looked at all of the corporate world, the small business world, all of the military world, and we've experienced the sports world, there are six winning mindsets that every team that is victorious has in their repertoire. And so there are six rules of the game. There are six winning mindsets. All of this is based on the foundation of absolute accountability. Today is rule number three, prioritize and execute. So we're going to talk about things like detaching from the situation. We're going to talk about debriefing or running an after action review. We're going to give you some perspective, a way to look at decision making from a strategic long-term point of view and a tactical short-term point of view, and then give you the simple first, then next type of process to help you prioritize. And we'll talk about some different areas and ways to prioritize. So first thing that we want to hone in on when it comes to prioritize and execute is that in the business world, okay, in the sports world, in the military world, all of them are extremely similar um, in my eyes because it's a group of people trying to work together and trying to accomplish a goal, right? So if you're in any of those areas, um, my expertise is in the sports area. That's where I get my background and I um, compare it and use it in the small business and corporate world to help build winning championship teams on that end of things. That's what we're talking about here. But in all of those areas, there's gonna be multiple problems. There's super high pressure, there's high stakes situations, there's multiple tasks and projects and initiatives all happening, happening at the same time, a lot of times like simultaneously. Um, I mean, perfect example, you can have somebody quit their job, you can be hiring somebody, you can have a huge sales pitch, um, an angry client, and working on three different objectives, and that's just a Tuesday at 2 o'clock for a small business owner, small business leader. 
middle manager, any type of business leader. Now, what are the consequences of this? Well, what we found is that this can be very overwhelming. It can be very emotional. Leaders tend to be stressed and they have a flared up ego. Right, so, but what I want to tell you is what we find most often is that people make a list of priorities and there ends up being seven, nine, eleven of them, even four or five. And they say it's all important, it's all high priority, it's got to get done. Well, I'm here to tell you this if everything is a priority, nothing is a priority and you will fail. So, let's talk about this. What we need to be able to do is to relax, look around, and make some decisions, okay? Relax, look around, make some decisions. So we talk about detaching from the situation, okay? We need to become objective instead of a subject of the emotional scenario, issue, situation that we're talking about. So the first thing to do is to relax and take a deep breath, okay? Um, there's, a, there's a military... Uh, process for that called UDA, which is observe, orient, decide, and act. Um, this is something similar to that, but we're talking relax, take a deep breath, realize that you know this isn't the end of the world. And then secondly, look around. So that's kind of the orient, so to speak, meaning what is going on around you? Are there bullets flying by? Is the house on fire? What is actually happening and what is the reality of it around you, whether it be good or bad, doesn't matter. Become objective in the situation. Remove yourself from the trees so that you can look at the forest. Okay, and then once you've looked around and you feel like you understand from an unemotional state, um, the ground, basically, the situation, the issue that you have going then you want to make a decision, right? So that's just your simplest form of decision-making is relax, take a deep breath, okay? Step out of the scenario, sometimes even literally and physically. Look around, observe, and orient yourself with what's actually happening and how are you a part of that problem. Sometimes you need to physically remove yourself so that you can get out of the trees so that you can look at the forest. And then you want to make a decision, so that is what we're talking about when we talk about detach. So what does detach actually mean? You want to pull yourself out of the details of the situation. So here's a perfect example. We're talking about a, you know, a general in the military versus, you know, a team leader. All right? The general does not want to get caught in all the details of the situation. They want to stay right, more strategic in the overall 30,000 foot view of the situation. So how do we do that sometimes? Well, I got six things for you to, to, to help you detach so that you can prioritize and execute more effectively, okay? So number one is, is what I said before, step back physically and mentally, okay? So sometimes you can easily do it by literally removing yourself physically, but mentally, how do you do that? Well, you, first of all, you need to realize that you are emotionally attached, overwhelmed, and stressed mentally. So then you can become more objective instead of still remaining a subject in the situation. So you have to acknowledge it for one. Step two, you have to ask yourself some questions, right? Of like, what is it that is attaching me to the situation? Is it the outcome? And 
you need to realize that detaching yourself from the outcome and from the situation is the best scenario to help you actually perform and be most effective in that said situation. Okay, so that's where you see, um, you know, a quarterback, you know, or a military type of performer, a high performer do really well. Like they got, uh, they always say like they got ice water running through their veins. Well, no, not actually. What they have is a great um, execution rate when it comes to detaching mentally from the situation. So they know that regardless of whether or not this throw or this shot or whatever this play is, is the thing that's going to win or lose me the game. But what it actually is, is just another play that you've done a hundred times, right? Same thing with when you're talking about business and leadership, we talk about, you know, this conversation or this project, it might be the one that makes it or breaks us, but not really. It's just another project or initiative that you want to do at a high effectiveness rate, regardless of the situation. So that's number one, step back physically and mentally, become, an, become objective, not subjective. Number two, scan and evaluate the situation to figure out what the best, what the biggest problem is. Right, so this is like the observe and orient, the look around, scan and evaluate what's going on and figure out what is the biggest problem and what is the root of that problem. Sometimes it could be, the problem could be just what's staring you in the face, okay? But usually there's a root to that problem. It's not usually right there and it's not usually the same thing. What you're seeing is not the cause of it. So don't forget to figure out what the cause is because sometimes, you know, if you heal the root, the branch will get healthier. Okay, so you want to figure out what the biggest problem is and what caused that problem. And then number three, you can make a list of actions that need to happen to solve that problem. Right, so it could be, you know, I'm in a handful of things here. We're not talking anything crazy. But make a list of actions that need to happen in order to solve that problem. Number four is make a decision of what to do first. Right, so think first Next, like that's it. One, two, not even a three, just one and two. Make that decision of here's what we're going to do first and then here's what we're going to do after that or next. All right, so a perfect example of this when you see it played out, uh, you could be I have a personnel issue who is underperforming. Um, what I'm going to do first is fire this person. What I'm going to do next is address the team to tell them what had happened, why I did what I did, and present the solution. That could be the first and next, right? But even something simple as that could become extremely stressful and overwhelming for a leader. Number five is to ensure execution. So you were part of the problem, now you're part of the solution. You have to make sure that that happens. Now, that doesn't mean that you, that you have to do it, but you need do need to make sure that it gets done and gets done properly so that it is implemented and executed like you had promised. So you can push this down or across the chain of command, but you need to do so collaboratively and effectively so to make sure um, it gets executed because the execution of it is your responsibility. And then number six, hey, rinse and repeat, move on to the next thing. Leadership is all about solving problems, right? So learn how to solve them by detaching, prioritizing, and executing, and you'll get a lot further 
a lot faster. So a lot of times when we look at all of these things, we ask ourselves one question, and that is always what is most important. Now, we might not like ask it out loud or whatever, but that's what our brain is trying to figure out because we can really only handle one thing at a time. There's study after study that talks about um, our inability to multitask. So really the question is, what is the most important? Um, it's your job, okay, as the leader to communicate that to your team. So it's on you. It's your responsibility to clearly communicate the priorities to your, your, to your team, right? And when I say that, I don't mean one through five and they're all of equal priority and of equal importance. What I mean is one, two, three in order and explaining why, okay? Now, let's, let's, let's go the other way, okay? Maybe there's some people out there that are listening that are not the leader. Totally fine. I love it. You're training to be a leader. And the way we practice distributing power, you are a leader because you lead. we can lead from every section of the chain of command. So if you're not the leader, it's what, what you need to do is you need to ask the tactful questions to the leader and to leadership so that you can fully understand what the priorities are and how to execute them. Now, you need to ask questions with some tactfulness. Right? That means that we're not being sarcastic. We're not attacking their ego. We're remaining very humble and we're kind of asking from a curious point of view. Right, Like, hey, hey, boss, I know that you had mentioned X, Y, Z and one, two, three are all a priority and they're all incredibly important. Um, I was wondering, though, it's looking like um, uh, letter Y seems to be the most high and highest priority. Um, do you agree or disagree with that and why? That's a that's a great example of a way to like humbly ask the question. But, you know, you do it in your way. Just remember, be humble and you're not trying to attack them uh, in their ego or their intelligence or question them and their authority in any way. You're just you're curious. You're just looking for further clarification. You want to ask those questions in that way. Uh, to get some clarification and ask them in a tactful way that will uh, actually move things forward. So let's talk about some strategies that you can use to prioritize things, right? So there's there's a lot of different ways to do this. Um, you know, none are, are right or wrong. I think it depends on the situation, depends on the issue. So some strategies to prioritize are, one, you can tackle the biggest problem first. Right, could be the biggest and, and or the hardest problem. You could go after that one first, tackle it. Maybe it takes the longest, but it also has the biggest impact. So that's one strategy. Another strategy you could look at is just uh, grabbing the lowest hanging fruit first. So what's the easiest? And then maybe you can stack up some wins there, start to solve some problems, and put those as the prioritize first. Um, that's another strategy. Another one, you can look at your resources and your capabilities, right? So what resources do we have, which is usually are like uh, human assets, time, and money assets. As far as usually those are the main resources, maybe tools also. Um, and then compare that with what are we actually capable of solving when we look at these problems. So you can look at resources and capabilities. Do we have the resources and capabilities to tackle the biggest problem? Or do we only have the resources and capabilities to tackle the low-hanging fruit? 
right? Another one, uh, another strategy of prioritization is effort. Um, essentially, how much work is this going to be? And is it worth the sacrifice? Is it worth the effort that we would put in to prioritize and execute that specific situation or problem? Uh, another strategy prioritizes time. What kind of time are we? Is it going to take, and how are we going to manage the time that we have in order to prioritize this one scenario or initiative and to execute it to completion? Right. So time, man, just looking at time management of it. Uh, another one is return on investment. If I put the time and the money, the resources, and the capabilities here. What's going to be my ROI? Am I looking for a high ROI? Or do what is the ROI? Do I know it at all? That's a great question to ask also when you're looking at what to prioritize um, so that you can execute and get problems solved. So ROI is a good one. Usually I, I like to do high ROI type activities. Right now, not everyone on the team does, but it could be a great scenario for you to look at. Some people are going to do higher ROI work than others. Uh, impact. That's another one. What's the bit? What is the biggest impact? It's kind of like big, medium, small impact uh, on the team, on your leadership, on the business, or the organization as a whole. That's another strategy to look at. Really, you could call these uh, lenses. What are the type of lenses to look at um, that you want to? What lens do you want to look through in order to prioritize things? Right. But at the end of the day, all of these work in certain scenarios. And it's up to you to just know what you're doing and know what you're using and why you're using it so that you can get down to the point where this is priority one, this is priority two, this is priority three. So if one and two are fighting with each other, priority one wins and here's why, right? The here's why is also very important, which leads me to the next one, which is important versus urgent. Um, there's uh, a tool out there called the Eisenhower Box. James Clear does a great version of that. That can help you to prioritize things and make sure even you and your individual leadership that you're staying in your lane, you're doing the things that you know only you can do or training the next people to do them. Um, that helps a lot with time management also. So these kind of all intertwine with each other, uh, but they're great strategies that you can use and lenses to look through when prioritizing some of your stuff. Now, Let's talk about after the fact, okay? After you've prioritized and after you've executed, the thing that you need to do is you need to close the loop. You need to close the leadership loop. You need to finish the drill, right? You need to run, finish running across the line, not stop running right before you get to the line. So what do I mean by that is you need to debrief it. You need to run an after action review type exercise. Now, what does that mean? It means we want to learn something from the leadership that we just did. Was it good? Was it bad? What happened? Why did we put it out? So let me give you some questions to ask to run a good debrief so you can pull out some learning here. Now, debriefs come from the military. Um, we did them a whole bunch in sports. It's, just, it's like you're watching the game film to learn what you did good, what you did bad. It's just we're doing it for business. We're doing it for organizational. We're doing it for leadership. And that's why we want to move forward from there. So here's some questions. What were the intended objectives? Like what did we set out to do? Uh, what actually happened and why did it happen? What worked well and why? What didn't work well and why? 
what were the unexpected events or outcomes? So honing in on what happened that we weren't expecting. How effective was the communication and collaboration within the team? And why do we think it was that effective or ineffective? What could we have done differently to improve the outcome? What did we learn from this experience that we didn't know before or what was uh, further confirmed or reaffirmed with this leadership experience or scenario? And then how will we implement the lessons that we've learned moving forward? Right. So that last one is like, how do we now take what we've learned and apply the situation to the next situation? How do we apply the lessons we learned to the next situation? That is the golden nugget right there. That's the answer that you want to get to. We kind of have to go through some other ones in order to get to it. So you want to run the after action review. Now, what have we talked about today? We gave you uh, rule number three, which is prioritize and execute. Okay, we talked about how to detach from the situation. We talked about an after action review. We gave you a whole bunch of strategies to make some decisions um, as well as how to decide what to prioritize and when. And it's all situational. And then we gave you the process of do one, then two, and there's not even a three. First, then, and next. That is it. That's what it comes down to. If everything is a priority, nothing is a priority. So prioritize for your team. Number one, number two, and then here is why number one is number one. Here's why number two is number two. And then ask them, have them ask you questions to gain further clarification. And then you can tie in some of our other training and do a read back, have them tell you what the priorities are and why. That is rule number three of the rules of the game of leadership from the absolute accountability leadership principles that we practice here at Maynard Leadership. Thank you for coming on, my leadership warriors in the trenches. Keep with it. Keep fighting the good fight. I believe in you. I challenge you to go and put this into place with your leadership. We are out. Have a powerful day.